0: Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the Exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings, career managers. How are you doing today? This is Lisa Edwards of Exclusive Career Coaching, and this is the Exclusive Career Coach. Today, I want to talk about how to plan for a successful 2018. So here's the deal. You may not be listening to this podcast at the end of 2017, but that's okay. I really want you to take these strategies and use them at whatever point you listen to this podcast and and can implement them. So I want to set the stage here. Your career is not something that happens to you. It is or it should be something that you carefully manage. And so that's really what we're going to be talking about today. Some pretty high-level concepts about how to really be in control of your career. How to manage it and make sure that it's not sort of managing you or just happening to you. So this podcast is specifically for sales and marketing superstars. So all of my examples are going to be for you guys. Because you guys are my peeps and I love you very much. However... The things that I'm going to talk about are applicable to anybody who wants to have a great 2018, no matter what your job title is. So take the examples and apply them in your situation, and I promise they're going to work. So even if you're in sales and marketing, but you're not yet a superstar, these are great tips to help you become a superstar. So here are my top six tips for a successful 2018 and these come directly from my coach, Brooke Castillo. If, if you guys haven't heard me talk about her and you've never been exposed to her, her business is called The Life Coach School, and she is fabulous. I am in a program with her called Self-Coaching Scholars, and it has taken me to a whole nother world, a whole nother realm, a whole nother level. And she is having us, this month of December in 2017, do some exercises in preparing for 2018, the year of achieving the impossible. And I want to share those tips with you because whether you're an entrepreneur like me or a sales and marketing superstar like you or whatever field you may be in listening to this podcast, this stuff works, I promise. So, number one, I want you to set an impossible professional goal for yourself, one that makes you go yikes that was my reaction yours might be a little bit more um you know explicit but for my when i wrote mine out i was i was i freaked myself out i set a goal a financial goal for my business for 2018 that is quintuple my current revenues quintuple and i was freaked out so here's the deal. This goal has to be measurable. It has to be something that someone else could look at your situation, your pro- your job, your profession, and say, you achieved this goal. It's, it's a clear, it's not a, well, sort of, maybe, kind of. It's yes or no, you achieved it or you didn't. And second of all, I want you to set a specific date and time for that achievement. So for me, It's December 31st of 2018 at midnight. I will have quintupled my revenue. It it still freaks me out to say that. Um, Now, here's the deal, and here's why we're setting impossible goals. Your brain is going to argue with you about this. You know, if you've done any research or studied the brain, and, and I've studied the brain a lot through my coaching with Brooke, you know we have this we have this primitive brain in the back the one that's gotten us this far and we've got the executive brain the prefrontal cortex that is makes executive function And when left to its devices, our brain typically wants to resort to that primitive brain that thinks we're going to die. You know, it's convinced that anything new, anything unfamiliar that we attempt or that we come across in our lives is going to kill us, right? Go back to the caveman. You know, there's a mastodon bearing down on us. We're certainly going to die. And so there's this beautiful thing about picking a goal that's impossible because your brain is going to tell you that really any goal, any ambitious goal, is impossible. It's going to tell you it's going to kill you. You're going to die. So this, by choosing an impossible goal, you have this opportunity to say back to your brain, "Hey, I know it's impossible. It's crazy, and that you're right." And it almost kind of puts you and your brain on the same side, which is kind of a cool thing. So just let your brain know. I know it's impossible. I know. I have set it it's crazy, isn't it? It's just insane, but I I've, I've set this goal nonetheless. All right. So next, use two full sheets of paper to write down all the thoughts that are coming up for you about that impossible goal. I want you to get it out of your head and onto the paper. So two full sheets of paper just write, 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 write. You know, so for me, there were all these things that came up about how am I going to do it? Where am I going to find the clients? How will I manage the money? How will I manage my time? I don't want to work, you know, every hour of every day. How am I going to do it? Oh my gosh, all this stuff came up and I wanted to get it all out on paper. So I want you to whatever your impossible goal is. So, so for example, let's say that your goal is that you want to be in a director level marketing position by December 31st of next year and you're not in a director-level position, it's a pretty big reach for you. Remember, this has to be an impossible goal. If your mind does not seize up on you and freak you out, you have not set an impossible goal. So you're going to have to aim further. So if I give my example, my goal before I got December's workbook and had knew that I had to pick an impossible goal My goal was a a revenue target that was roughly double what I made this year. And that's pretty ambitious, and most businesses would be thrilled to double in a year. But I could see how, I could see very clearly how I could make that happen. It was very uh, doable to me. It was not impossible. But when we're talking about quintupling it five times this year's revenue, then my brain seized up on me, so I knew that I had reached far enough that it was truly an impossible goal. So I want you to really aim for the ceiling here. So let's just say that that ceiling, that impossible goal, is a director-level marketing position by the end of next year. So maybe some of the thoughts that will come up with for you are things like, well, I just don't have enough experience. There's no way they're going to hire me for that kind of job with my level of experience. Maybe it's, I will have to leave my current employer and I'm really comfortable here and I've got some cool things going on and a lot of vacation and and I'm going to have to give all that up. Maybe you think something like, well, I don't have management experience and for a director level position, I need to be in a man, I need to have managerial experience. So you're going to fill up two pages with all of these reasons why that impossible goal is not going to work. There's no way. It's just not going to happen. And then for each of those thoughts that you've generated, I want you to write out a strategy to address it. So you see the reasons that you won't achieve it becomes your roadmap to achieving it. It's very cool. When I did this, I was like, wow, I get it. Okay, I can fix that problem. I can answer that that." Uh, concern of my brain by doing this and I can concern this uh, uh, solve this problem by doing this so let's say you again you don't have enough experience that's one of the things that your brain tells you there's no way you're going to get this job you don't have enough experience so then you're going to get specific well you're going to say okay what kind of experience do I lack You know, look at people that you know that are in director-level positions. Look on LinkedIn and look up director-level marketing uh, folks and find out what experience they have. Get really granular about what you're lacking because there's two things that might happen. Number one, you might look on there and go, you know what, brain, you lied to me. I actually do have the experience. The other thing that might happen is that you see some very specific niched areas where you need more experience. So then you go from this feeling of confusion and overwhelm, I don't have the experience, to a very specific kind of experience that all of a sudden seems very doable. Oh, I can get that, I've got a year. Surely I can get that specific kind of experience within the next year. So if you, you know, you said that, well, i have to leave my current employer. Well, then your strategy becomes, how do I conduct a job search? So what kind of a job search will I conduct? What are, the, what are the tools that I need for that job search? What's the strategy that I want to engage? For I don't have management experience, you want to go to your boss right after the first of the year and say, hey, I really realize that to move up, I'm going to need managerial experience. I'm hoping you can give me some kind of a management project that I can take on a leadership role that I can take on here at the company. And if that doesn't work, if, if, if your boss closes that door as a possibility, then how else can you get that management experience? Is there a, a volunteer organization that you work with, or do you belong to the Kiwanis or the Rotary Club? Can you take on a leadership experience there? Is it, is it as valuable as your work experience and, and having a leadership role there? Maybe maybe not, but it's better than nothing. So if if the first plan of attack doesn't work, you're going to try something else, which really gets us to the next step in this plan. All right, so you've created all this list of all these reasons why this is this is just an awful idea. It's terrible. It's probably going to kill you. you can't do it. And then you're going to come up with a strategy for each of those reasons that your brain is saying that this won't work. The next step is to plan 25 epic failures a quarter in achieving your goal. These have to be worthy efforts. So not just oh, I didn't do it, so there's a failure. I I wrote this thing down and I never followed through. There's a failure, no. Not inaction, but worthy attempts that are probably going to result in failure. And I know you sales folks are very familiar with this idea. So we're really just translating this idea into how you manage your career as, um, as opposed to how you sell the product that you sell on a daily basis. So you expect to get failures and you understand that no's are simply... the the tool, the vehicle, the mechanism by which you get to the yeses. So you're going to do the same thing. So, for example, if we go back to our director-level marketing position, some of your failures could be around your job search. So the people that you talk to, they probably aren't going to give you a job. They probably aren't going to offer you a position. Maybe they won't even answer your phone call when you call. So there's going to be some failures around that. Some of your failures could be around upping your game in your current role. So reaching for the sky in terms of new responsibilities, new projects that you want to manage, just new new, um, heights that you want to reach in your current job. Some of your failures could be around really stepping outside of your comfort zone to take on new responsibilities. So maybe you um, are reaching out as well as up in your current employer to try to take on new things. Maybe maybe there's a vacancy in your company and you're able to step into that role in an interim basis, um, which is a really cool way to get some, some experience. So really think about how you can come up with 25 failures. They're probably going to be just horrible failures, but you're willing to try them. And this is a tool to get to that impossible goal. And so when I think about the 25 failures that I wrote for the first quarter of 2018, I had several that were around the number of phone calls that I was going to make every week of the quarter. I have a goal around um, a webinar that I'm going to create to market my business. I've got Um, some failures around marketing this podcast, and some hiring that I need to do. So um, it's it's really cool to kind of come up with these pie-in-the-sky ideas as ways to be successful for your impossible goal, with the understanding that at least some of them are going to be failures. It's what you make that failure mean that makes all the difference. If you look at it as this is this is the the currency by by which I buy the success that I'm going to have down the road, then it takes on a very different meaning than if you make it mean something about you as a person or you as a professional. Finally, I want you to calendar all of the activities that you've generated. So all of these plans are no good if they don't have a place on your calendar to accomplish them. So if there are phone calls to be made, when are those phone calls going to be made? If there's a conversation to be had with your current boss, when is that going to be made? If there is some networking to be done, some phone calls and some some, uh, emails about potential companies that you want to work for, when are you going to do that? So make sure that everything makes it onto your calendar and depending on what your goal is, you may want to have those things not on your work calendar, but on a private calendar. So here's the deal, whether you achieve the impossible goal you set out for yourself or not, you will for sure be a different version of yourself a year from now because of the attempts that you've made to be successful. The effort that you're going to make to attempt your goal is going to require you to evolve into the next best version of yourself. Um, you're if you can see how you can achieve that goal as the person you are right now then it's not an impossible goal and that was the case for me when I thought about simply doubling my revenue I could be pretty much the same person I am just kind of ramp it up a little bit and I could get there but when I'm talking about quintupling my goal five times in my my revenues I have to be a completely different person and I don't I don't know how to get there from here. And that's what really makes that an impossible goal. I don't have to know the how, the what, the how. I just have to know the what. I have this goal. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen in some way that I can't possibly imagine. And I've got all these plans to fail on the way to success. So I hope this makes sense. I really wanted to take a different approach to thinking about how to plan for 2018 I didn't want to give you the same kind of goal setting that you probably heard from from you know 12 other sources. I really wanted to approach it from a different angle. And all I can tell you is that this work that I've done this this month so far uh, towards this planning for this impossible goal has really been life-changing. It's really caused me to have to think about. Who do I want to be a year from now? What do I want to, what do I want to be saying to myself a year from now about what this year was like? Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be talking to? Who do I want to be working with? What kind of work do I want to be doing? What kind of conversations do I want to be having about what's next um, a year from from then? You know, it's such a beautiful thing to look forward and to look at your future self and to kind of think about who you want that to be. Otherwise, we really run that risk of sort of, you know, rinse and repeat, and every year is just sort of a carbon copy of the year before, and that growth doesn't really occur. So what I really want for you is to have a phenomenal 2018. So whether your goal is a job change, a a promotion at your current employer, Or maybe to go into business for yourself and become an entrepreneur. Uh, Retirement is a huge and sometimes seemingly impossible goal. Maybe you want to go back to school and get uh, an advanced degree or finally get your bachelor's degree. And it seems impossible from where you're sitting right now. I really want to allow you, I want you to dream. So really, and I should have said this at the outset, start this project by just taking a piece of paper and write down possible goals. I came up with a lot of different things before I decided on that revenue goal. And the reason that I chose the revenue goal over any of the other ones on the piece of paper was that I felt like that goal would drive the other goals. So having that that influence in my community, in my with my clients, and in in my in my field, would drive many of the other goals that were possible um, that that I had set on that that I had written down on that sheet of paper. So it felt like the the revenue goal was kind of the central one, if that makes sense. So just jot some possibilities down, pick one. It doesn't so matter. It doesn't so much matter which of the goals you pick. Um, as long as you choose one and as long as it's one that is really seemingly impossible to you from the, from the perspective that you're at right now so I hope this makes sense um, reach out to me if you have any questions or comments uh, also please remember to rate, review, and subscribe and I want to be your career coach I say this every week and, and it's because I mean it And if you've worked with me before, I think you know that that comes from my heart. Um, I sometimes get pushback from people who think that I'm too good to be true because I come from a place of caring about people so much and I really want to help. Sure, I have big goals for my business. You just heard about them. That is not what drives me. It's not the money that drives me. Certainly, it's the ability to help more people. You know, I love thinking of my business revenue as being a scorecard for how many people I've served. And if you think about it, that's kind of what a business is, right? The more money you make, the more people you've served. So I really want to serve you folks because I know that whether you ever do business with me and give me a penny or not, that the goodwill that I'm putting out on this podcast and the help that I'm providing in this podcast will come back to me tenfold. I believe that with my whole heart. And so I give you the best. I don't hold back. I don't keep uh, my best material for when you pay me. I want to give it to you now. And so that's what this podcast is really about on a weekly basis. So I'm hooking you up and I'm hoping you'll hook me up with a great review and you'll make a comment, ask me a question, you know where to find me. And so I thank you for listening this week, and I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.